Hello, and thank you for listening to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven, alongside here with Brandon, discussing the reasons to pursue your passions, even when they may not be considered practical. First, we will find out what we consider our passions, and then provide context as to why these are important for us to make a priority. Next, we will take our typical break from the action to discuss our personal adventures, or ventures, as Brandon wrote, and how to get involved with the podcast. You realize that adventures is a different thing from ventures, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Then oh, no, we'll I discuss... realize that. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll discuss how to balance everything while making your passions a priority and how to tune out the haters. Freaking tune them out, dude. Dude, I don't like those haters. But you definitely like adventures. That's one that I we've learned definitely, about. <laughs> I just like putting my own spin, and I like taking adventures, dude. I'm a guy have who you, likes adventures. Isn't that cool? Uh, honestly, are, have you been diagnosed with dyslexia? <laughs> like, I'm not even joking about that. Like, I'm wondering if you actually have. That would be funny if like, we didn't know this, but then we just found out through this podcast. I mean, I'm be, definitely not a good reader. That's for sure. It would make a lot of sense. It's not that you're just not a good reader, because <laughs> I don't consider myself a great reader, because I read really slowly. But you will read words that aren't there. You'll mix words up completely. I feel like, I mean, I don't know what the actual diagnostic criteria for dyslexia is, but I got to imagine that's pretty darn close to what it is. <laughs> like when I make up that it's a Christmas album when it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, well, we're finally on the radio. <laughs> they're playing our music on this radio station. Everyone's going to find out where we are. And then this guy... With their upcoming Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, this is in reference to how I used to be a radio DJ. And sometimes when I would have to talk about what song was up, I would screw up and say, like, the wrong band. Or I would say that the song title was the name of the band. And one time I screwed up really bad and I called it a Christmas album, even though it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old days. Yeah, it's pretty right. good. So right? the... F- First topic of our podcast actually comes through uh, a, a question asked to us by our Instagram followers. Uh, they're basically asking us what our other passions are in life. So do you want to start off by just kind of going through what, what some of your passions are aside from, I guess, what you do for a career and whatnot? Yeah, my passions are um, like the whole personality thing, the whole like uh, – being a TV personality, being a YouTube personality. In the past, I, well, when I was 23, I got a job being uh, an on-air TV news reporter, and I always liked acting, so stuff like acting, TV personality stuff, and um, I guess comedy a little bit, too. I, I enjoy it. It's definitely not my favorite of those, but um, and podcasting, obviously. If you guys are listening to this podcast, this is also something that's very important to me. Yeah. For me, it definitely music is a huge one, obviously. Music is a huge passion of mine. Podcasting is as well. Uh, they both kind of feel like outlets for me, something where I feel fulfilled in doing them and participating in them and putting a lot of effort into them. And I think another one is sports as well. Um, oh, yeah. I, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, I was an, out. an athlete and... Uh, I played football and baseball mostly. I did play basketball for a while, but 
uh, gave that up to pursue football. Dude, what about baseball. bowling? We went. We played. We bowled together, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that one of my passions. <laughs> that was like one of those things where I was. I was like a prodigy, you know. Whatever. I was just super, super good at it, but it wasn't something that I loved, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So sports was another. Sports is another one. Uh, now, I, w- I would say that it's less. I'm less capable of participating in sports now that I'm older. Like, it's just something that you, it's, it's, um, I mean, there are adult leagues. I did play in a, in a baseball league actually uh, a couple years ago when I was living in Nashville, I played in an adult fall league, which was pretty fun. But, uh, with all the other stuff that I do, I don't really have enough time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, my other really big passion is working out. I, I guess I didn't technically mention that the first time around, but, and then just listen, listening to music. Cause I, I do that when I work out and I'm really big on music and you guys, if you haven't listened to Brandon's music, definitely check them out. I'm a so, fan. Why, why do you think it's important to make these passions, these kind of side passions that might not be your job or might not be considered, uh, to, to the outside eye, a practical thing. Why do you think it can be important to continue pursuing these passions or or making them a priority at least well a couple of reasons in life you don't work all hours of the day there's going to be time or like time during your day where you're going to have availability and it's better to fill that time with things that you really enjoy that are also not destructive i think we all need something that feels therapeutic we talked about this a little bit on the vices episode but i feel like the idea of focusing your energy in a positive manner on something that you really enjoy is a good thing. And in an ideal situation in life, you find a way to make that and your career come together because you're going to be good at things that you really like. You may not be, you may have a limited ceiling. For example, you may not be able to become an actual professional basketball player or something, but in general, if you like something, it's easier to work at it because you like it it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like a chore so you're going to be more successful i that last point is really relatable to me because i remember last year when i started uh, really trying to make fitness a priority for myself I, i was having a hard time doing anything cardio wise i just i didn't i didn't like it that much but i love playing basketball and so what I, I, I got a membership at a gym that had an indoor uh, court and I would play there all the time. I would just practice my shot. I would practice like different movement and stuff. And it was like, I'm not going to be a professional basketball player. So part, there was a part of me that was like, why am I working on this? What, what is this? What is this skill actually going to do for me? But to t- take away that, I'm just like, wait a second. I, I love playing this. This is actually like I'll play basketball for an hour and not even realize an hour went by. I like feeling like I'm getting better or growing within it. And it actually is productive for me. I'm burning calories. I, you know, it's, it's a good exercise tool. So I a hundred percent agree with that. Well, let's be honest here. Whenever we say that we work really, really hard at something, it's just, it's exhausting to work really hard at something that you absolutely hate doing. It, 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 it's another type of, of hard work. It's a lot of stress involved in it. In the perfect case scenario, doing hard work, a lot of times is nice when it's not terribly stressful because it's something that's really fun. Yeah. 
And I think so to, to kind of branch off into the other things that I would consider my passion. So I'm obviously, so let's say that my central path is the psychology route. Now, obviously I'm pursuing that path because it's also one of my passions, because I think, you know, like Steven is saying, I don't think you should do something for a living that you absolutely hate because that takes up no. so much of your time. <laughs> don't do that. You, you should want to do something that you actually care about, especially Don't end because, up like Seth, the accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Steven's new YouTube video. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there are a lot of people that just end up in these jobs because they play, pay well and all that stuff. And this stuff is great. But I can tell you right now, I'm in a job where, or I've been in jobs rather, where it just drags on. You you might have good benefits. You have this, but maybe you're, you have bad management. So it doesn't make that job enjoyable. You have uh, distractions at work that don't allow you to do the things that you want to do. And it's, it's very tough to feel fulfilled when you're kind of in that nonstop. So if we look at psychology as my central path, I have these other things, um, music and the podcast that I think are my two, two big kind of secondary passions. And the reason I find them a priority is because Number one, they feel fulfilling for me. Like I feel productive. I feel good about my day if I've done a podcast episode, if I've played piano, if I've uh, written a song, if I've learned to cover. All of these things make me feel like I'm making the most out of my day, which is a huge feeling because that leads into the next day and you can kind of snowball it into a life, really. And... So it's so so huge for me to make it a priority for that reason, but also just because it allows me to uh, – it's kind of a catharsis for things. You know, music will help me get through things that I can't function through or the podcast will, and I need that. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're, you're the prime example. When you stopped playing music for a little bit, how did it feel from your perspective? Brandon was pursuing music and then went through a huge period where he didn't write any music and, and didn't perform or anything. So wa- walk us through that because that's a super interesting like, case study of this actually happening. Yeah, that's why I feel so passionate about this topic because I literally, I was, I guess I was the uh, prototype for a person who just tried to do the things that were considered productive in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, I was I was working my butt off. I was I had two jobs and I was in school. Um, and I was on the baseball team, which I guess I was trying to make as an outlet, but I didn't have enough time for it because my, my main things were taking up so much time. But with all of that stuff, music, which had been a backbone of who I was, my identity, my catharsis, all this stuff, which had been my pursuit as a career now took a back seat. And then I was just like, well, I'm focusing on other stuff. So music doesn't really matter as much. It's not a priority. I'm just going to you know, I'll play when I play, but I'm not really feeling it. And what I didn't realize was how detrimental to my life that became. I didn't really have anything that I could kind of fall back on as when I'm going through something, I can kind of throw it up into a song or just play because it feels good to play. I stopped doing that stuff. And all I was focused on was work, getting my degree, and setting up the future of my relationship and doing everything I could for that relationship and all this stuff. And then it was like, okay, well, but what am I doing for me? I'm like setting it up for all this other stuff and it's freaking draining as shit. Yeah. Without a doubt for me, I'm way more destructive towards my life and my future 
when I do not have outlets like this to spend my time. I've noticed that I end up just filling that time. And a lot of people do this too. You find people who abuse drugs and alcohol and different different vices. You find a lot of times these people, they don't have a lot of passions. So what do they do to fill this time? They end up doing destructive behaviors. And I know for me, like that time ends up getting spent doing the, like I, that's, that's what I would do. I mean, i not drugs, but I definitely would drink more. I definitely would play video games more. I would do not productive things and then I wouldn't feel as good about myself. And then it would have a, a spiraling effect and I wouldn't get the same releases to, of, um, just like of, in, of joy in my life. And, the added bonus when you do things like a podcast or I do things like my YouTube channel, I'm also setting myself up for my future at the same time. As fun as it is to maybe go out one night, hang out with your friends or hang out with a girl who you're never going to see again, it doesn't really help your future at all. It's just, it's a great moment in the moment, but we have plenty of great moments recording the podcast episode and I have plenty of great moments Doing any of my creative projects, I meet lots of cool people, and it actually lasts, which is one of those things that you can't understate. And and on top of that, when we record this stuff and we make content, it lasts beyond us. So like we can be gone, and people can still come back and listen to our podcast episodes, still watch our YouTube videos, and I think that's super fun. Like yeah. that's super cool. I. I agree. It's it's funny. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know Pete Davidson personally, but Pete Davidson's a kind of relevant name because he's, you know, ever since the whole thing with Ariana Grande, a lot of people have paid attention to his life and and how things have fallen apart. I watched an interview where after he had gone to rehab, he was sober for a while and he talked about how boring his life was. And that's why Again, I don't know Pete Davidson, so I don't know if he knows himself very well, like how self-aware he is, like what things actually interest him. But if you don't try to find those passions, if you don't try to find those things that are kind of what you want to pursue outside of maybe your main gig, I think life can be boring because you're just like, what the fuck am I going to fill up this time with? (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of the times you're like, well, I need that high. I need that euphoria. What's going to fill it? Fucking chicks. Uh, you know, freaking drugs, alcohol, you know, partying, this stuff gives you that, that instant release, that instant high, but the sustainability part of, of what you're saying, I think is super valuable. It's not to say that you can't ever go do that stuff, you know, to each their own. Some people every once in a while just want to kind of get out. That's totally fine. And, you know, I'm not here trying to say you need to live your life this way or that way, but I think ultimately, you want something that's going to sustain because you're going to run out of gas if you just party all the time. You only have so much energy and your body physically can only handle so much of that stuff uh, that you might put into it. So it's, it is knowing yourself well enough to, um, I guess, find the passions that you can fill your time with and feel fulfilled in. And the the timeless thing is something that I fucking love and why music has become a huge priority to me now again, because I can create this art that when I'm dead and gone, 
my kids, my grandkids, anybody who wants to listen can go on Spotify or, you know, whatever is going to be around in a hundred years and, and listen to, holy shit, this, this Brandon Flippin guy released the passion of mine. Oh, I really connect to this song and I'm gone, but I'm still living on through that art. Yeah. Well, this is, this comes back to something that I had a realization in my life when I was 18 or 19 in that range. I had this really big anxiety come over me one day when I realized that if I died, like in that moment in time, I didn't really leave almost anything behind and I would just be memories for my friends and family, but there wouldn't be much else. And that gave me a lot of anxiety because that's kind of scary. It's like you live all this time, you spend all these days, all these hours and moments with people, but all those people are going to be gone at some point. And when I had that realization, I started writing because I figure if I start writing my thoughts, someday someone can look at these and say, oh, um, like I was inspired or like someone could be inspired or someone could be like intrigued by something that I had to say when I wrote it down. And I like that. Cause I think it would be kind of cool for me if I had one of my relatives for a hundred years ago or something, if they had written something down and getting to learn about them and like the things they went through, that would be super cool for me. And we live in a time now where it's extra valuable because we can actually produce good video quality content of our day-to-days, which is why I've been really active on Instagram, posting my, um, vlogging my life, basically, just talking about the things that I'm doing, because that's a really important outlet that we did not have the luxury of having in the past, and yeah, it is cool to look back and trace your progress, and it is cool to then have this that just continues onward. Like, it's cool now that I have years of video content that's all been built up. Yeah. Well, I think... I don't think that you can undervalue history and being able to document our lives and pass it on through this stuff that, you know, these passions that we, that specifically you and I have, these things that we create, you know, especially for my kids, my grandkids, you know, they're going to have half of, half of my genetic material and then a quarter of it, you know, whatever. But they can learn from my mistakes, my, the things that I did wrong, my journey. They can also see the, the steps that I took that maybe could have been handled a little differently. It could all end up benefiting my bloodline going down. You know, that's kind of getting ahead of myself. But I'm just saying all of this stuff is kind of intriguing to think about the impact it could make on whoever picks it up. And thinking about specifically my bloodline, if I pass that down, is it going to have an impact that I have this stuff kind of out there in the world and they can, they can see it and maybe because I think about it, I think about, you know, I don't want to make the same mistakes that my dad did. Not that my dad's a bad guy, but it just like, I want to be a better man than my dad was. And he probably felt the same way about his dad before him. It's just like, we want to keep evolving as people. We want to keep growing and, and be the best that we can be. So this history allows there to be some, I guess, explicit evidence of this is the step that I took here and this is how it went from there. You know, if you love this, pursue this. I don't know, any any number of things, but I think it's super intriguing and super beautiful and I do think that that adds value to pursuing these side things even if it's not what other people might consider practical. Yeah, because is it... 
I did this think that everything in life at one point is considered impractical. Like, absolutely everything. The idea that someday we would be able to fly across the sky was impractical at one point. But mm-hmm. it, you need a couple people to think, well, I wonder if I just keep tinkering at this, if I can get it to work. Where someone's so passionate about the concept of innovation that they just keep doing it. And a lot of people in life aren't those people, but you would still need those people. Otherwise, you don't progress and you just stay... Like just how how things are, which we don't really want. Now that's a, that's another topic altogether. Of you know, where why do we keep like what is the, what's the end goal in our technological advancements? But I'm not just talking about that. I just mean in general us uh, advancing our our thoughts and trying to innovate all the time. Well, I do want to ask you that. What what do you think the end goal of like this podcast is, or the end goal of you doing YouTube? Do you have a a picture of what the end goal is? I mean, I, I am very much a goal-oriented. In a, 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 my entire life, I very much have always visualized where I see myself, like, down the road. And what I've found is one of the weaknesses of doing that is you can make it too specific. For example, a mistake that I made was I always saw myself on TV. So at 23, when I finally landed a job actually being on TV... I realized that that was a dumb goal because I was there and it didn't actually, that concept didn't actually bring me fulfillment. It was, there was a lot more to it than just, I want to be on TV. It was, but do you think you would have known that if you hadn't taken that job? No, okay, I probably so, not. So it still had its purpose, you know? No, no, no. That's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that I did it. And I think that from, from my experience doing that, it's what made me more adamant on moving to Chicago and being around more activity and excitement and creatives and stuff. And it's made me want to do a podcast and something like that because I didn't like not having any freedom over what I was producing. I didn't like having to do this news story because someone told me that I had to do it. I liked the idea that, wait, I can do this. I can record my own videos. Like I have the technology. I have the brains. I can do this kind of stuff. So I do think that was a really important step for me to figure that kind of stuff out. So when I visualize my future, yes, I do see myself being very successful. I do see myself being a personality type on like TV or uh, on a screen somewhere. But I can't tell you that I'm going to have a million followers or I'm going to have like an exact this or that. I think sometimes the specificity of it, when you get too honed in on something, you almost disappoint yourself. And you yeah. just need to think of why Why do you want this? And for me, this got asked on a live stream the other day. I want to be able to inspire people in the way that they inspired me growing up. Like looking at some of my my idols that were on a smaller scale and a bigger scale. Like I want to fall somewhere in there where I can then give back and then someone can try to be like me at some point. Like That would be really cool if I could do that for somebody else. And I think we've talked about this in the past too. There are no destinations in life. So there isn't really an end goal per se. It's just to keep growing, to keep trying to pr- pr- produce new things and through that do this thing that you truly love, which like you said is inspiring people the way that you've been inspired by people like Dave Letterman or you know any number of people that have impacted you. That's the same thing with music for me. I the fray, the first time I heard the fray I was like, "Fuck, this is so catchy. This is so but it also makes me think about life." And I had that a little bit with Coldplay, but then all of a sudden The Fray was this band that I also could listen to over and over and over again and never get sick of. And I never had that before, that sustainability in art. And I was just like, this is what 
This is so important to me and I would love to consume this and then reproduce it for somebody else in my life. Uh, and that's kind of a weird way to describe it, but just this idea of taking what I was given by, by the fray and, and then recreating that in possible people that, uh, like my art, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a cycle that I think is, um, it's priceless. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's pretty fucking awesome. I, I do want to ask though, do you ever think that these side ventures, this is kind of getting onto a new topic here. These side ventures can get to a point of being a distraction. Yeah, I definitely think that it can become a distraction. And that's why I think it's extremely important to like reevaluate your life from time to time and, and actually think of, are you spending your time the best way to actually get you to where you want to go? For example, as much as I would love to be full-time podcaster, YouTuber, and all this stuff, there is still the practicality on, I need a place to live. I need to be able to do things that I enjoy outside. Like, I, if I could never do anything else other than the podcast or YouTube, like that's really the only things I could ever do. I don't know. I think it's nice every once in a while to be able to go buy a Nintendo Switch or to be able to Dude, you go will on not a vacation. Let this Nintendo Switch go, man. <laughs> I think I've been bringing it up a lot. Uh, every fucking day, he's like, "Dude, it would be so awesome if you had a Nintendo Switch." Even though the first time we had this conversation, we had a very explicit conversation about how I'm not getting a Nintendo Switch, but he just loves this thing and he won't let it die. <laughs> I'm pretty persuasive. What can I say? I don't know. I mean, I don't have one, and I'm not getting one. So. That's true. That's what you say now. How but persuasive are you? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Next episode, you're like, so, guys. I got a switch. <laughs> I got a switch. <laughs> oh, man. I did buy a computer, though. There we go. Dude, I'm persuasive. <laughs> what? Dude, I'm persuasive. I got you're a computer. Taking, Look it. You're taking I got the a computer credit? first. Oh, so that, that was me, you persuading me dude just follow me you know what i love about (laughs) you having a computer too is how you never use it for anything that's my that's my favorite thing oh yeah that's funny steven's got this shitty fucking laptop that has no memory on it he was struggling to get his youtube video out because he had to delete a bunch of shit and i'm like you know what would be awesome if you had a desktop computer that you could do all this on he already has one that's the joke (laughs) Yeah, but does it have iMovie? <laughs> you can download like a billion <laughs> fucking editing apps. I don't understand. Oh my gosh. All right, sorry. I didn't mean what? to interrupt you. <laughs> can it be a distraction? Yeah, it can be a distraction. If you're putting all your time into something and you're not good at it, you're not efficient with it, you can't find a way to monetize it, and you're failing at your job so you can't pay the bills. Like, yeah. Can it be distracting? 100%. Self-awareness is super, super crucial. Something that me and Brandon, I feel like, are both pretty good at. I feel we're both pretty self-aware. Now, we definitely get a little bit uh, laser-focused sometime to the point where we'll be doing something like, oh, my God, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get some other things done as a result of this. So thank God that we're hard workers because sometimes like this definitely could be pretty tough for us. I, this literally happened to me this week, and this is a very 
detrimental part of my personality with this stuff. I love music, but sometimes <laughs> when creativity hits me, it's not at the most opportune moment. I don't can't tell you how many times I've been playing the piano at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. It's a reasonable hour. Maybe I play for a couple hours and then I put it down. I'm like, I got to get ready for bed, whatever. And then I'm like, wait a second. What if I did this? And then I go back to the piano and I'm up till three in the morning working on the piano, playing something, writing something. And I'm just like, I can't go to bed until this is finished because I know I'll be laying in bed thinking about I need to finish this. And I I know it's not a healthy thing. It, it, it does impact me because not getting sleep like sleep sleep deprivation really impacts me but i just i don't know i it's really hard to fight because when creativity hits you you don't you don't want to lose it i don't even know if you could lose it like i i probably still would be able i'm to losing write a my good creativity <laughs> but when you have those juices flowing in the moment you just got to ride the wave i feel like but it i just wish they didn't always well they don't always but i didn't i wish they they didn't happen at three in the morning when I have class the next day, and then I end up sleeping till eleven today because I didn't get enough sleep all week. Well, I also think another another part of this when you look at distractions, sometimes you have to be aware of what is actually your passion that you're pursuing. Because I do actually think that me doing comedy was a bit of a distraction for a while, because I think I spent too much time working on something that. I didn't even really like that that much, and it was taken away from other things. But I disagree with this because you pursuing comedy, number one, with like improv and that stuff, it gave you skills that you needed. And also, it just like West Virginia led to you going to Chicago, comedy led you to, wait a second, my niche might be something different than this. And through that, you found your niche. So I don't even consider that moment itself a distraction. Maybe if you ended up doing that till you were 60 years old and then you didn't have any opportunities to really do anything else. Imagine, imagine the alternate universe where at 60 years old, you and I have that conversation and it's like, Brandon, I don't like comedy. (laughs) I'm like, I'm in so deep though. (laughs) You're not even a successful comic either. 60 years old. I'm like, I never got married. I'm just like doing shitty open mics on the weekends, never even getting paid for it. Steven and I have a joke now where we uh, we created this alternate universe where I was pulling the strings behind every single thing that's happened in Steven's life. I fucked up everything that has been fucked up just so because I wanted him to follow the paths that I wanted him to. So, for instance, with comedy, like I set it up so he'd be pursuing comedy, and then I realized, oh, he's not very good at it. So I fucked comedy up for him. And he's like, wait a second, I found something else. <laughs> see we have a bunch of these ideas that if i lived in chicago we could make into youtube videos but i'm not and i ruin dude, so, everything dude soon enough, <laughs> soon enough, <laughs> enough we can dude. make more videos about reptar <laughs> uh it's godzilla oh it's godzilla You're reptar right. is who he wanted it to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out <laughs> let's not give him a shout out he gets no, no, way no, too no, many no. shout outs let's, we're not saying his name He he's the new Voldemort of the podcast can't say <laughs> that's really name. that's really confusing because I feel like he does not deserve to be <laughs> that that big of a, a part of our lives no he's uh, he's haunted me since day one 
<laughs> okay. Well, Anything else so. you want to say about distractions? Dude, your headband's a distraction. My headband's dope. <laughs> I got to keep my hair out of my face. Anyone who's watching this live, Brandon's headband, distraction. My headband's dope. You're just your dope. upset that you can't pull this off like I can. I definitely can't. You're right. Uh, okay, so let's take a little break from the the topic of discussion and let's just talk about I mean you came up with came out with a new YouTube video today. It was it's Saturday today when we're recording yeah. the episode, but uh talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so by the time you guys are listening to this episode or if you're watching it live, my YouTube video is already out. Basically, it's about why you should not give a shit about what people think about you because in the end people are always going to have opinions of you good and bad no matter if you cater to what they want or you don't cater to what they want so you might as well just do what you feel right about doing because in the end you're going to be better at that you're going to be more passionate about it and i i make a couple of like comments in it and i actually did a little skit in it about seth the uh seth the was he accountant seth the accountant (laughs) Wait, what was the character from Super Business Plus? Was it Todd? Uh, Todd was you, Drew, right? Yeah, Drew. <laughs> Drew was me. Why don't you bring <laughs> Drew back? <laughs> <laughs> because Drew's a Drew's a sales guy, and Seth's the accountant. They work at the, they might work at the same company actually. They both work for Super Business Plus. <laughs> they both work for Super Business Plus. Uh, it's actually a pretty funny thought. Uh, I didn't think about that. Dude, all of these videos are connected. It's, it's a separate universe, dude. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, actually. But you know yeah, how so <laughs> Marvel has the cinematic universe. This is yeah. Butch Boss's the YouTube Butch Boss universe. universe. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that video's out now, and I've been doing a lot of live streams. Brandon and I technically it was last night <laughs> into this morning. Did the longest live stream I've ever been a part of. New record was like four hours and 20 minutes, maybe. We were longer than 20 minutes, dude. We almost went the whole five hours. Oh, God, dude. Almost five hours. Yeah, the, broke the previous record of four. It's pretty yeah. good. Was I feel good, like though? my life is usually live now. Is this one <laughs> of those situations where the side venture is a distraction? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I am trying to weigh right now, and maybe... You guys can let me know if I should do less live streams and more YouTube videos. That would maybe be like something I consider doing is moving to two YouTube videos, but only like two live streams a week, maybe. I don't know. Possibility. Yeah. And then for me, uh, so I'm actually going to start a new thing on my Instagram page. So you can follow me, Brandon Flippin' Music. I'm starting Sunday sessions with Brandon. So every Sunday at noon, Central Time. I'm going to go live. We'll probably uh, I'll mix it up a little bit. We'll do I'll perform like a set list uh, of some sorts, or I'll talk about my writing process with specific uh, songs. I will um, play some covers. Uh, just try to interact with you guys while kind of in- incorporating music into it. But uh, I think it's important to – I'm not performing right now, so I think it's important to kind of make that a regular uh, basis thing because it will give me um, purpose to, to practice songs that I don't typically practice. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. So tune in to those on Sundays. 
And then uh, I actually just purchased a computer, as I was saying earlier in the podcast. So Stephen and I might start getting Twitch streaming going a little more. Hell yeah! Regularly, and I also um, will use that computer to. Uh, a while back, I, I purchased a microphone and an audio interface to make some pretty like legit recordings of music, and. I wasn't able to use the audio interface because my laptop isn't able to process fast enough. So basically when I would record, it would pop. It would like clip during the recordings. So I now I have to only record with my Blue Yeti mic. But uh, now that I'm getting this computer, the processor is strong enough to handle it. And hopefully I'll be pumping out some more uh, legitimate covers on YouTube for you guys to to pay attention to. So stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped on the Twitch streaming. We talked about doing podcast episodes on live Twitch streams, which would be really cool. Yeah. Well, it is cool, too, because I, I was taking a look at Twitch today, and they actually have a section. Like, they have they have different categories, and they have different games that people play so that you can just, like, click on, oh, here's Fortnite. So I'm going to click on oh, yeah, Fortnite, yeah, yeah. whatever. They also have one that's talk shows and podcasts. So we'll be able yep. to put ourselves under that one. For people to tune in, and, and it will uh, be better than those those trash podcasts. Dude, we're the we got the best. best podcast on this Did- side of Lake Michigan, man. <laughs> <laughs> as far as uh, getting involved with the podcast, we mentioned this uh, on a previous podcast. Number one, we are trying to include guests in our episodes again. Uh, so the next episode actually will be with Stephanie Telly, who had uh, suggested that we do the love languages episode. Now we're going to get her on the podcast and talk about being independent. But if you have suggestions for people you want to be guests, let us know through Instagram, Brandon flipping music, Steven Russell B. And that's Steven with a V none of that pH shit (laughs) or EMG pod. Also follow us on Instagram because we like to post on our stories, uh, what the next topic of the episode will be so that you guys can ask us your questions through there in case you don't want to email or leave us a voicemail. And we are both pretty active on our Instagrams. Like Brandon does covers or originals and then or covers of my originals or covers of his originals. (laughs) (laughs) I post pictures and videos and my, I vlog my life and um, live stream on there. So definitely check that out. I feel like I was going to connect that better than I did. That ended up just me doing like a plug about what I have on my, <laughs> my own page. It was supposed to connect more. Pretend that I made more sense connecting this. No, let's, let's all just be real with what this is. This is Steven's time to let you guys know about him and how the world revolves around Steven. Guys, the world revolves around Steven. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, next, next episode, though, because... I do like the idea of us all talking about our journeys, all being on our own, going on our adventures, yeah, <laughs> our own separate adventures, but all kind of like teaming up and working on a project together. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a question that was asked in this live stream chat. Where do I see myself in 10 years? I see myself basically just doing all the things that I do now but probably married and probably just like way better at all of them. (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, I don't really want, 
I don't in, want in ten years you wouldn't want your like YouTube to be your career or. Well, yeah, I want all this stuff to be. Well, I guess are we're, we're talking about specifics. That's why I don't like to get super specific in there. But like, I'm gonna do all the same things, just on a bigger scale. That's it. I'm going big, baby. That's it. But you're not gonna do the same things. So you're gonna be working the same job in ten years. No, I'm not doing the same job. So then, what the fuck? You You get what I'm saying? Like, like podcast, YouTube, like I'm doing all the same stuff, just bigger scale, bigger weights, like bigger weights in the gym. Just everything is just bigger. That's it, bigger and better. Honestly, because I mean, my thing is I'm all about consistency. So I've got like the blueprint of my life of like how I do things. And then over time, it just everything gets gradually better. Dude, I've seen the it. blueprints. They're solid blueprints. <laughs> you throw in some new people here and there. You kick some people out here and there. I don't know. Maybe you add a kid to the equation. Maybe you got a little little butch boss. I don't know what a little butch Little butch boss. I don't know. What would you be called if you're a little butch boss? You're like a butch <laughs> kid. <laughs> kid. Butch, butch a, lit. Bu- a butch tot. <laughs> I don't know. Butch I tot. can't think of anything that makes sense. Butch for it. tot. There we got it. Butch tot. Nah, I don't That's know. it. It sounds, it sounds like for Butch. some reason it doesn't sound good. Butch I don't tots. Know how it sounds. I think it's just a little boss. That's it. It's a little boss. No. <laughs> I'm calling them butch tots. <laughs> You're not calling my kids nothing, all right? <laughs> they're going to well, say they're, Uncle Brandon. They're going to be my it. kids too. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. In that weird <laughs> scenario in which <laughs> Brandon and I both marry the same woman and have like. And have kids. It'd be really weird. <laughs> it's, easy it's a real to get, weird scenario. It's easy to get sick of us, so she can just switch off between yeah. us. Yeah, we figure like it kind of. It, it's got everyone's best interest in mind. You know what? You know, it'd be sweet as if um, they have. She has twins, but one of them is yours, and one of them is mine. Is that possible? <laughs> no. That's not possible. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. I guess I don't really know the science. I don't think it's possible. We definitely have not looked into the science. I haven't tracked. I haven't tracked the files, dude. That's what we need. On the, I, I'm gonna throw out a recommendation. I think we need a scientist. <laughs> we need a spotlight a scientist, dude. Uh, Buzz, let's get Buzz on the on the podcast. <laughs> that is a hilarious idea. Actually, have him play Buzz again, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> It's yeah, this is Buzz the Scientist. <laughs> it's such an obscure callback that nobody knows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pretty funny, though. All right. Uh, so let's get back into the topic. So we've, we've touched on this a little bit, but I think I want us to, to kind of hone in on this. If, if you do have a lot of things that you're passionate about and you're, you're pursuing as well as you know, maybe your your steady job because we talked about the importance of being able to pay the bills, to have a roof over your head. What do you think the key is to balance all of that? Is there a key, or like what what do you kind of work through? I think if we're just gonna look at how I personally do it, I think I just I, I'm I'm big on consistently reevaluating what I'm doing, but I think just I kind of do what feels right in that moment. What I find enjoyment out of, I put the time and effort into. I think in a perfect case scenario, it would be nice to just have a job that doesn't use your brain at all and then be able to use all the rest of the time on your creative endeavors until eventually your creative endeavors 
become your job. But my rebuttal to this is, in my in my career up to this point, I've learned a bunch because I've I've taken jobs, like I've pushed myself in my career because I've actually found myself to benefit from it. So instead of having a like a really mind numbing job where I'm just doing the same task over and over and over and over again, and then getting off of work and then being creative, I've noticed that by challenging myself a little bit within my career, it has benefited me in the sense that it's I've learned new information that I can then apply to my creative projects. So I actually find it to be beneficial for me. I just think at the end of the day, I look at what what do I need to do to give me the most optimum lifestyle that I want? Like how do I how do I how do I continue my great lifestyle where I can not have to worry about money, hang out with my friends, work my creative projects, get to the gym, like how do I how do I fit everything that I want? And from there I start making decisions like what do I cut out of my life? Like if I can't go out as much because I need to focus on my job, I don't go out as much or if it affects my creative endeavors by dating someone who's taken up too much time, then I got to cut it. I, I just have to, you got, it's definitely a balancing act, but it's all about finding what gives you the greatest amount of success and happiness to help set you up and move you forward while also enjoying the day to day. Because if you feel like, you know, if I just put my head down for 10 years, eventually I'll get to someplace that strategy does not work. I don't care what anybody says. You have to enjoy your day-to-day. You cannot just be miserable for 10 years and say it's all going to be worth it in the end. There needs to be something that gets you excited in the morning. What What did Gary V do? Because didn't he like just put his head down for yeah. a number of years? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll say like Gary V has definitely been – uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a he's a guy who is a pretty big personality on YouTube. He's got like two million YouTube subscribers. He's also uh, an entrepreneur who started a business that's worth over a hundred. He's worth like a hundred and sixty million dollars or something. But he started by just working for his dad's wine business, and then he started a YouTube channel twelve years ago, and he just kept building on social media. He was like a really big pioneer of how to make social media increase your business. And I like a lot of the stuff that he says because he basically shows you that through consistency and being self-aware, like if you know actually have talent and you have consistency, like you, you can find a way to make money with social media and you can go places. My disagreement with him was he spent 10 years where if so, he claims that if someone asked him to hang out on a weekend, he would just never hang out with anyone. He wouldn't date people. And if he actually did what he said he did, which I don't know if I fully believe it, I think he probably did go out sometimes, but he says he didn't really. I just feel like you're missing out on some of the moments and you could easily just walk yourself into a bunch of depression, especially if you're not as talented or charismatic as someone like Gary Vee is. I just feel like I just feel like no matter what, when you're putting in the hard work and effort, you have to actually enjoy part of that journey or you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the, the the point of, I mean, all of that stuff is a balancing act as well, is being able to kind of fit in things that may not have productivity, but you enjoy. You enjoy hanging out with friends, or maybe you like to go on dates every once in a while. Uh, because I think for, for a lot of people, you need that, that release every once in a while in those kind of small small doses but i just because you said that i don't care what anybody sell says you can't do that but 
I feel like, didn't he do that? That's why I brought it up. So yeah, no, well, yeah, but I mean, he def- he definitely like genuinely liked his creative endeavors and his projects and stuff. I yeah, so that, it, okay, so that's that's a case. It, if if all you really if you care about that stuff enough to only do that stuff, then it's a possibility. But I think for the majority of people, that's not. It, it it's kind of like taking advice from like a genetic freak like LeBron James on how to dunk. It's just like, sorry, dude, I don't have your body. I can't, work, yeah. I can't dunk just because it's really easy for you, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think uh, within that point, the a huge thing to balancing is the is the ability to say no, which I know a lot of people struggle with, is the ability to be like, these are the things that I really care about I need to balance them. So that means I can't go out every single weekend. I can go out every once in a while. You don't always have to say no. But when you do need to say no, and when you're feeling in your gut that maybe I shouldn't do this, you got to develop that skill of being able to say no to people and also say no to yourself. Because sometimes you can convince yourself internally that I really want to do this, but are you helping yourself up for the future or are you just trying to get that immediate high? Dude, that's definitely something that I've struggled with. I sometimes have a tough time just saying no and I just try to do everything. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna work. I want to be the best person in my job. I want to be the best YouTuber, the best podcaster. I'm going to party every night. I'm going to go on a million dates. But then that's when the whole, you only have so much energy and you start yeah. actually, that's kind of what this balancing act is, is, when you go 100% into everything, you slowly but surely start realizing that things start to suffer and you start to realize, oh, okay, well, this is actually what I like doing. And then that's almost how, I mean, I don't know if, I don't want to speak for you on this, but that's kind of how my life has ended up piecing together is I've tried all these things and then I've noticed that I've stopped wanting to do some of them. Like I knew that comedy was something that I didn't care about anymore when I signed up for a couple classes and I just stopped going. I was yeah. paying for these classes and I just stopped going because I was hanging out with my girlfriend instead. And that's when I realized at that moment in time that my girlfriend was more important than the comedy classes. And there are times where you got to actually realize, is that actually true? You got to be self-aware of, you know, maybe it's not. But in that case, I did the right thing. And yeah, I don't know. That's I guess that's how I would best explain it. Yeah. I mean, confrontation is tough and it, and confronting not only other people but confronting the truths within yourself and and holding yourself accountable on this stuff because i mean you could still be doing comedy as as a thing that you wanted to do if you didn't have a kind of honest conversation what why are you laughing? it's just so funny how often we talk about my retirement from comedy <laughs> yeah as if it's this big deal but no it, yeah, it's it, like wasn't it at all but it seems like it is it, it well it, it it is actually for you internally because you made a decision that kind of it, it was a catalyst into finding out what you actually wanted to be doing with your side ventures and so i feel like it has its importance, which is why it gets brought up so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to understate. It actually is extremely important in my life, but yeah. comedy was never that important in my <laughs> life. I feel like I was never like 
sitting down all day like writing. I didn't have like a joke book where I was writing down all my jokes or something. You were pretty much the white Kevin Hart until you gave up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Pretty much, yeah. Same guy, different guy. So the last question I want to ask before we wrap up this episode is, you know, obviously there are going to be times when people think that what you do doesn't make sense. And this is, I think, a parallel with your YouTube video for this week, you know, where people just don't find purpose in what you like to do or what you want. How do you tune that out? Or do you think there's ever any value into listening to that different point of view? I I don't really I, I for a long time I definitely did care. I wouldn't 100% care when people didn't understand why I was interested in something. It would have me look in the mirror and I would spend time looking in the mirror and thinking, "Man, maybe they're right. Like maybe I am dumb to think this." But you start reaching a point where you just like doing it. And you, so, and you're like, I'm not going to let people tell me to not do something that I enjoy doing that doesn't have negative consequences. Like there's, it's, especially when you start seeing results of what you're doing and some people start saying to you, Hey, I like what you're doing. Now all of a sudden you, you look at the situation and you're like, wait, this person likes what I'm doing actually. And I like what I'm doing because I've always liked what I'm doing. So who do I listen to now? The person that doesn't like it? Or the person that does like it. Because I agree with the person who does like it. So now it's like two versus one. So now am I on this side? And when, at, like, the more you do it, you get more people who start joining your, your vision of it. And you start seeing yourself improve. And I don't know. I, I've just stopped caring. Like, I don't care anymore when people say that I'm wasting my time. Or people say... Especially because, let's be honest, most of the biggest haters don't do jack shit of any value in their time. They, they just, like, gamble, do drugs, uh, play video games. Like, they're just doing things that are either destructive or they don't really progress them at all as humans. And I'm just like, why does it... We all have time where we can do things, so I would rather just do something that I enjoy and actually pushes me forward. I. It's funny because... I think sometimes this this stage, this last thing that we're kind of talking about, can be a really great way to find out who you should allow into your inner circle. Because oh, yeah. when I was younger, I was so just optimistic and I was so passionate to the point where I wanted to share everything I was doing with everybody. Hey guys, oh, I just wrote a new song. I was like sending it to someone I just started working with at like Jimmy John's yesterday and i was like you want to hear my new song and i would send my song to them and they're just like oh it's not really my style and it's just like wait why am i sending all of this stuff to everybody they don't all need to hear it so as i got older i started to kind of hone in on this idea of uh or this importance of having the inner circle the people that are gonna support you like understand that your inner circle is also going to hold you accountable and say hey man i think you're kind of getting away from what you want to do but Ultimately, they want what's best for you, not what they think is best. I remember a specific conversation where I told somebody I really wanted, I was thinking about doing something to create some sort of content, and they're just like, why? And meanwhile, <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, what do you mean, why? What, what kind of a response is that? Because I want to, because I, th- I had this idea to do it. It's a way to 
just be active in this stuff. And what what else am I gonna do? Uh, play video games during that time? I have time that I could do this thing I want to do. Why not? <laughs> so Dude, I yeah. I get so heated on this because my my family background is everyone in my family has pretty much done like the most stereotypical career paths. There's almost no creatives. There are exceptions. I don't want to throw every person into this, but I know for a fact a lot of people in my family are just like, I don't really I don't really get Stephen. Like he moved away. He's doing all these things. Like he's crazy. Is he wasting his time? What is YouTube? What's a podcast? Like no they don't know what any of this stuff is at all. And it's a little bit discouraging sometimes, like sharing <laughs> my creative projects with family and them just being like, I don't get this. Uh and at first that kind of sucks, but then it, it, but it doesn't really matter. That's the thing. Like, it's nice to have people support, but you'll find people support because there are going to be people out there who like what you do, unless you were absolute horseshit, which you might be. Luckily, I don't think Brandon and I are absolute horseshit. If you think we are, though, that's fine. If you actually hear, if you hear this podcast right now and you think that we're horseshit, that's fine, because at least you made it this far. That's better than a lot of people can say who didn't spend the time making this podcast, who instead sat on their ass and, I don't know, played the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> which yeah, Steven's going to do after this episode. Which I'm going to do after this. <laughs> um, but it is a good point, too, when you talked about earlier how the same people that will be like, oh, you shouldn't do that, will also be the people that after, oh, not even, no, that's not what you said. You said there might be another person who, after you started doing the things, like, hey, I like what you're doing. Yeah. You might even get this thing where people don't understand your your path or what you are pursuing, but then they start to see the rewards that you're reaping from this thing that you're pursuing, and then, the, then they're all of a sudden on your team again. It's like, oh, you actually did make a good choice. Like, yeah, fuck you. I knew I was going to make a good choice. Um. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's tough to, to, to balance sometimes. But I, I feel like ultimately you have to um, – got to tune some of that stuff out and pursue what you want to pursue. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully you start a podcast or start a band or do something productive or do something that you've always wanted to do that maybe you've been afraid to do or you thought that someone might not like it because guess what? They may not like it, but based on Brandon and I's experience, I've enjoyed doing every creative project in one way or another and I feel like there's always something to gain from it and we love the hell out of, the hell out of doing this podcast and we appreciate all your support. We also just wanted to give a shout out to anyone who showed up or whoever shows up to our live streams that we do. Those are always a lot of fun. You can find those on at EMG pod where sometimes we do the episodes like the one we're doing here today, or sometimes we'll do just, we're just kind of hanging out. Uh, we also do live streams from our personal ones. I do mine at Steven Russell B. That's my personal Instagram and Twitter, but on my Instagram, I go live probably like four or five times a week. I don't know if I'll continue to do it that often, but that's basically what I've been doing up to this point. And it's really fun saying hi to everyone. Um, if you, do in the future want to get involved with our show and write it in questions and stuff like that. We are going to start posting the question beforehand or the topic beforehand. So you can write in your thoughts on our Instagram at EMG pod. And that way we have more stuff to talk about right from you all. 
And you can also, we have an email. We don't get as many emails, but we have um, emgpod at gmail.com and a voicemail, which is fun to get voicemail. So, guys, call us. I know a lot of you millennials out there, like us, we don't like to talk on the phone as much, except for me, me and Brandon definitely do, so maybe we're not like the stereotypical millennials. But our voicemail is 513-427-EMG5, and we can play that on the episode, and it's really fun. Anything else that we didn't cover? Uh, next episode will be with Stephanie Telly and YouTuber Stephanie Telly. It will be on kind of pursuing things are doing things independently and kind of finding yourself in this world independently, but then uh, also kind of supporting each other in that process. So tune yeah. into that. That'll probably be uh, either tomorrow or Thursday that we release it tomorrow being Wednesday, since this episode releases on Tuesday. Uh, so make sure you check that out for sure. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Good fucking stuff, dude. Dude, that's just nothing but good stuff, dude. That's what we are. We're team, team good stuff. Team good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to this episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.